0: Hello and welcome to the third of our three-part video summary series examining all the poems in the Love and Relationships AQA anthology as well as more specifically all you need to know when it comes to analysing the structure, language, form of the poems as well as knowing a little bit about the authors and a bit about the context of the poems. Now the final third of the anthology begins with Before You Were Mine by Caroline Duffy. In this poem the speaker examines a picture of her mother when she was younger and really reminisces on this and she reflects that her mother looked happiest in the years before she was born. She was a very carefree spirit, she was very empowered as a woman and she was incredibly outgoing and sociable but also a little bit rebellious as well. The speaker or the narrator, also remembers her mother teaching her how to dance and how she admired her and how she also admired her real beauty. And we get the sense that even if her parent has passed away, the speaker is sharing some very fond and very happy memories of her. In terms of the author, Caroline Duffy is a Scottish poet. She's a modern poet and her poems often talk about gender and oppression. Now, when it comes to the structure, the poem is made up of four stanzas of five lines each and the poem is circular in its structure as it starts and ends with the mother on the pavement, first with her friends, then at the end of the poem with her daughter. The poem also uses colloquial language indicating that the mother and the speaker have a very close relationship and there's a jovial and happy element within this poem which shows that it's not necessarily a poem mourning the fact that her mother is no longer around but really celebrating the memory of her mother. And the attitudes that this poem explores are admiration, nostalgia for her childhood with her mother, but also possibly some self-criticism for being the reason that her mother was not as free as she was in the latter half of her years. Winter Swans is another important poem by Owen Shears and the speaker describes a couple walking along a lake and the poem begins with them being apart from one another. They seem to have had an argument or something that means that their relationship is quite rocky and might potentially come to an end. However, they stop to watch two swarms who are tipping over into the water and these swans, they say, mate for life. And this really shows this element of forgiveness that dawns on both of the people within the poem. The couple decides to hold hands as they walk away and we sense that there's an element of reconciliation within this couple. Now, the author himself, Owen Shears, is a Welsh poet, author and playwright and he's still around today, meaning he's a modern poet. In terms of the structure the poem is written in tercets or three line stanzas and there's an uneven rhyme scheme. The final line is a couplet which could represent that the two people within the poem are a couple once again. The swans have taught them the importance of reconciliation. The first five stanzas show the couple separated but in the last two they come together again and the swans are a metaphor. Uh, compared to the people's hands which swarm together and the poem uses lots of natural imagery to really show this process of forgiveness that the couple undergoes. In terms of the attitudes explored there's tension as the couple is not together initially but the speaker does not seem to know why however this tension dissipates at the end and it ends on a happy and peaceful note as they join hands again. Sing Song is another poem within this collection by Daljit Nagra uh, and the speaker really talks about working in his father's corner shop. It's really a poem about the immigrant experience within a very conservative immigrant family. But there's an element of rebellion. The speaker's has recently got, gotten married and he runs out to see his new wife. He's really obsessed and he's really infatuated with her. And this causes customers to complain. In addition, we also find that the speaker is not very good at managing his father's corner shop. Uh, and after the shop is closed... The couple, so the woman that he marries, sit together and the speaker really tells his wife how much she means to him. We find that even if his wife is a very traditional bride, uh, they come from the sub-Asian community. uh, She also is fairly modern and she's fairly rebellious. She Fs at his mother and so on and so forth. And this shows that there's this element of uh, culture clash whereby not only are they assimilating into a new culture in the UK, uh, this also means that there's some friction between the customs in the countries of origin as well as the UK, and this is really most played out in his wife. The author Dalit Nagra is a British poet. And his poetry is often about the experiences of Indians in Britain and it uses language that reflects the way many Punjabi migrants might sound like in real life. So in this poem as well, which some people sometimes find very hard to understand, it's written in a really specific dialect and it's written vocally to reflect how the speaker sounds with a very strong Indian accent. In terms of the structure and language of the poem itself, so the poem has no formal structure throughout. The wife and the customers also get a voice in the poem. Uh, And the poem switches between describing the speaker's marriage and complaints from his customers. And it slows down at the end uh, with just the two lovers sitting together and talking in the evening after everybody has left and after the shop has closed. In terms of the language, many words are written phonetically. They're spelt the way they sound or rather the way this speaker, who's an immigrant, sounds. Uh, and it gives an impression of the character's accents, which really makes it authentic. In terms of the attitudes, it's quite lighthearted and it depicts love and rebellion. It shows love for the speaker's wife as well as rebellion against his parents. Climbing My Grandfather is another important poem to be aware of by Andrew Waterhouse, And in summary, uh, we find a child who's a speaker and he describes getting to know his father by actually physically climbing up his grandfather. So he climbs onto his laps and onto his shoulders and onto his face. And this poem is an extended metaphor with the child as a climber and the grandfather a mountain. Andrew Waterhouse is an English poet and musician. And when it comes to looking at the structure itself so the poem is one long stanza which may be intended to make it f- physically look like a mountain and the poem talks about the climber's progress as he goes up his grandfather's face and examines him and gets to know him and the entire poem is an extended metaphor comparing climbing a mountain to exploring and getting to know his grandfather and in terms of attitudes explored there's feelings of curiosity as a child explores and climbs and his closest to his grandfather. So that's all for the poetry collection. If you found this useful, do subscribe and give us a thumbs up. But also don't forget that on www.firstratetutors.com, there are very detailed worksheets that really accompany each of the poems in this collection. Do make sure you go to the website and download that and check out the model answers that we have prepared for this anthology. Thank you for listening.